Yo, wonderful listeners, it's your boy Quabs. I am back with another podcast. Obviously, every Saturday it's all things in mother's basement. Yeah, so as you all know, two topics today. But I'm going to go straight into the first topic. And first topic to get today is uh, mobile gaming. Yeah, I'm going to take it mobile, even though I talk about consoles and pc gaming a lot um i was thinking like i have a game on my phone right now and i mean because i work and stuff it takes most of my time so um yeah i was like you know what let me let me talk about this it's very interesting how mobile gaming has progressed from the way it was before like when we started um, having smartphones after the whole Blackberry phase to where it is now and I found it very interesting so as you all know first time the the mobile game industry had like a huge boom or should I say popular was Candy Crush when Candy Crush started like everyone I know and their mother had Candy Crush at that time and I was like wow this this thing is this thing is like it's a simple game like it's literally a simple game you match three or more of the same items on this grid you swipe a specific direction and then you know things happen simple like simple concept but like it was very popular especially when I was in I think when I was in high school that's when Candy Crush was like huge. It was that, and then Clash of Clans as well, where you like build your own, um, your own like village and stuff like that, and you raid other villages. That was Clash of Clans. Those those were the big big cell phone games. The thing is, with other other than Clash of Clans, I mean, I know I'm jumping from game to game, but I wanted to emphasize the fact that Clash of Clans was like that game where it feels like you're interacting with somebody else unlike Candy Crush but um, yeah I mean from then those two types of games to what games are now has like evolved dramatically like I mean before it was just those those simple games yes it was a multiplayer-ish game for clash of clans and then um candy crush was just that game that you play when you're in the car or you're at home you're bored or something and when i mean in the car i mean as a passenger i do not i do not um recommend you play candy crush while you drive but yeah um those are one of the games to just pass the time but now it's it's completely different like um i was looking at my phone and i was like damn this game really this is i wouldn't say complex but really takes some skill to play and the game that i'm playing is um is dragon ball legends yeah i'm playing dragon ball legends um I used to play Marvel Contest of Champions. I still love that game, but I felt like I was getting to a point where um, I've, I've reached my cap. Like, um, I do have a friend, um, Nash. He plays 
he plays Marvel Contest of Champions. He is so good with that game. Like he he started playing after me, but he just he went past me. Like this guy's grind on that game is insane. Like it is insane. Like he has a YouTube channel right now, and it's just ridiculous. He's he's amazing. But yeah, I digress. Um. I yeah I used to play Marvel Contest of Champions and then that also had a certain a certain skill base as well certain skill base and um, also with Dragon Ball Legends like it has it has its a certain skill base as well and yeah like uh, I wouldn't say it's a difficult game the fact that Dragon Ball Legends I literally play with one hand and you have to select specific cards to play like you're fighting against you can either fight against the the ai or you fight against somebody else but yeah there is a level of skill obviously if you want to play pvp then it's something it's, it's a skill it's a different level of skill but obviously if you're playing against the the ai depending on what event you play i mean it's you know it's average i consider myself an average player when it comes to mobile gaming i'm not intense the the thing i do is just i i grind with my crystals and i don't i don't buy um premium stuff which i will get into about how mobile gaming really changed the game in terms of like um cash getting cash but um yeah i just grind it out to get the rewards get the the in-game currency and stuff like that and yeah i mean i i i am an average player but it's it's this thing of games have turned into on on mobile have turned into this thing of a few years back it would be like if my little cousin or my nephew would hey would say hey can i play games on your phone it's like okay yeah sure here you go until now it's like hey can i play games on your phone it's like no i'm literally on a specific level and i don't want you spending my stuff number one number two it's like it's going to be too difficult and you won't like it or number three it's like no don't touch my phone because you will make me lose it's it's literally come to that now and yeah it's 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 pretty it's pretty insane like i was really thinking about how how much mobile gaming has, has like changed throughout the past years and oh yeah which brings me to my other point the the monetary part of um mobile games like imagine back then it it was this thing of you uh play you play candy crush and i think this was early candy crush like play candy crush and then you you know you have a certain amount of lives you know you have a certain amount of time to complete something if you don't you lose a life i think that's how it was before because it's it's completely different now to now if you want more lives or if you want more energy and stuff like that you can buy like in-game currency with actual money this is what my friend um one of my friends would call freemium gaming where like you can download it for free cool but there is in you can buy in-game currency with actual money and literally that is making these mobile guys tons of money because like you can either if you if you want something now you can either pay for it 
so they, they they make money off people's impatience number one number two if you want to make further if you want to make it further you can pay for it also like making money off people's impatience or number three if you want to get a specific character or a specific skin or some something to do with it with aesthetic you can buy it as well so that um the those those games are making money off people wanting to be different unique from everybody else you know just it's basically making money off people that want to show status in a game you know and it's not like it's going to stop anytime soon it really is like you'll see there'll be you can tell the difference between somebody who who has been playing like who has not spent a lot of or any money at all in a game versus somebody who who literally budgets every month for the game like in-game currency and i mean it's a it's it is what it is if you want to do that cool i'm not i'm not judging you or anything but you can see that gap you really can like you'd see for example um candy crush this person's on level 250 254 and he's only had the game for like two weeks you know that person's using in-game currency to level up uh, to level up to get more lives to um get more energy and whatever to make it further um also you'll see um like like the in-game currency i had in the other in my last game a marvel contest of champions you'd buy certain crystals and you'd need units yes oh it's been a long time you'd need need units to buy um some crystals that had the champions and obviously the units are in-game currency you could buy that in-game currency but if somebody started that game and they would have like a few champions that are like like around the lowest tier so lowest tier because it's one two six star and one star is like the lowest so those would be the tiers of the champions if you had if that person started with a one star and then all of a sudden he's already got two six star champions that are currently the meta at the moment like you you know that guy that guy spent money or let me not exaggerate six stars because six stars does take a lot you know i would say maybe they have like 10 four stars that are duplicated i know you some of you guys won't know what i mean but like you would see that person kind of spend money and it 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 closes the gap i mean there are some people who really want to like get into it competitively and and it just closes the gap for them but i mean um yeah it, it just shows if you've spent or not the 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 way the how can i explain this it, it really yeah it, it, ju- it just shows you you can see who spends money on the game and who doesn't you know and um yeah even if the the monetary thing as well as i said it's it's changed a lot the fact that um, this the 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 game itself can be so I wouldn't say complicated, but it's there's a lot of detail in it. You know, like um, 
Raid Shadow Legends, for example. Uh, that's a game that is advertised a lot on YouTube. A lot of YouTubers are advertising the game. That's a this is a RPG game. Last time I checked, yeah. But I mean, that game you you get different characters, you level them up, you uh, I think you get different weapons for them as well. Like it's an intense, it's it's a really intense um, game and uh, a game that you can you can actually mold it to mold the characters or make characters suited for you like your specific play style which did not happen 10 years ago you know which is crazy like if you if you for example were a a person that doesn't like to um be a close range fighter and uh, i haven't played raid shadow legends but i'm just saying for example if if you like um I wouldn't say close range, but um, let me put it this way. If you would like fighters that use more magic abilities or um, or more healers, if you if you like to heal your team a lot, if you want to be support or something, rage would literally you'd literally get characters that would like mold to your type of playstyle, which is pretty cool. It is really cool, and. Um, I really like the way mobile game is going because I mean not a lot of people um, want to go deep into gaming or want to get a console or want to get a gaming PC and I mean um, mobile gaming gives you that opportunity to do, to do that like most of the population does have a phone and a smartphone so most of the population can actually um, download a game that they want to play and, and play that whether it be competitively or non-competitively and also like some of the big games as well have the a mobile version of the game you know like fortnite they have um on mobile call of duty they have warzone on on mobile i think um pubg also has as well which is pretty cool it's really cool fifa as well i always mention fifa in these these podcasts but they they all have a mobile version of the game you know and I mean, it really, it really shows how, how we have progressed as, as, um, as people when it comes to technology and gaming. And it's good. Like, I can't wait to see what else mobile gaming can do. I mean, I really, I know now I can connect my phone to my controller on my Xbox, which is awesome. You know, I know I can do cloud gaming as well if I want to connect my console to my phone. And I'm not near my console at the moment. That can be done as well, which is cool, you know. And I'm really excited to see what else we're capable of doing. Like it would be, it would be so cool to see, for example, um, like you have a mobile game on your phone, and then you can, if if you don't want to play it on your phone, you just want to plug it into your console can literally plug in your phone as if it's like you know those old cart like those cartridges from um uh from nintendo those those cartridges obviously you're not going to plug your phone in like that but it'd be cool if you just plug your phone in via usb and then you just connect to the game through there and you play through your console i mean that that would be cool you know or vice versa but i mean we are doing that already but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I can't wait. 
to see like the progression has been amazing as i said before but in the next five six years who knows what could happen who knows what could happen and i'm pretty excited i really am and yeah that's it for the gaming side as always and now the anime all right so part two next topic uh this has been plaguing my mind for quite some time especially when it came to me um seeing episodes of naruto shippuden again got me thinking of this specific thing and um this is not an attack to any specific character i know there are some people who who really do like um characters in specific anime i'm not hating on them well there is one particular one but i don't don't really want to go into that because that's a whole nother story for another day but i mean there are characters in anime where i feel like they don't deserve or they didn't deserve what they got because of this specific thing that i'm going to talk about today and this is going to be brief i mean there's obviously reasons why this exists but i feel like there are moments where i don't see the reason why it should um exist because of a specific situation but let me um let me not um, keep you in suspense any further that thing is called plot armor guys um plot armor in some anime is just ridiculous like as i said before i was watching naruto um shibudin again and there were moments in naruto where i was like this does not make sense at all why kill off this character why does this character have to survive it doesn't make sense this character is literally not beneficial in the anime if that if that um specific character was to die it wouldn't really make a difference in the anime it it really won't but because of plot armor and there's something that I call indirect plot armor which actually happens to a specific character but i mean you guys can tweet tweet us um send us a message on instagram comment um if you disagree but there are characters in some anime that are that are indirect indirectly have plot armor because of the main characters like the main protagonists or the main antagonists you know and it doesn't make sense like for example uh plot armor with the antagonists in Naruto and the protagonist in in Naruto especially when it comes to um Naruto and Sasuke right we we know for a fact that i mean Naruto has to survive i mean it's literally the main character the main character is the name of the actual anime that i understand right but there are just some characters in the anime where it didn't make sense as to how have they survived and other characters where it's like why did they die right so not hating loki m one character sakura 
there is absolutely no reason why and how Sakura has survived throughout the whole anime. There, there really isn't. And the only reason I can find for that is, as I said before, indirect plot armor. The fact that she's in Team 7. The fact that she's in with the two main characters. The fact that she was one of the um, one of the students of the legendary Sunny, which, in my opinion, I feel like Tsunade could have chosen a way better um, student than Sakura, but it's but it's fine. Um, the fact that she was one of the yeah um, students of the legendary Sunny, right? I see. I don't I, I don't know why there's literally no reason why like this like and my friends have tried to explain that you there are moments where um, Sakura really helped everything I mean if it wasn't for Sakura punching um, Kaguya Naruto and Sasuke would have sealed um, wouldn't have sealed um, Kaguya but then I think to myself I mean there are moments where Sakura is just I mean not even moments there are just moments where Sakura is just useless or if she looks useful I mean it it wouldn't matter at that moment in time whether she was there or not and it starts from the very first episode of or the very first fight scene that I saw with Team 7 and this is when they were against um one of the um oh i even forgot his name one of the legendary swordsmen of the mist i can't believe i forgot his name i am so ashamed but yeah when they were up against that guy who was the one that froze who was the one that froze sakura sakura froze guys like naruto and sasuke you could see that these guys did not like each other they were rivals and all but they did not freeze yes naruto froze once when they went out, out into the village right but after that he's like no screw this i'm not gonna do that again sasuke and naruto were working as a like a unit a full-fledged unit sakura is just just there doing nothing disappointing and i think from there also because of the whole um thing with um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for um, Sasuke oh I love Sasuke oh this this and that right from there I just did not like Sakura as a character to be honest but yeah that's I don't want this um, to be about um, Sakura hate but those are one of the things that I did not understand also um, in Black Clover the Clover the 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 um, the, the magic king Ooh, might have said it wrong yeah but the the magic king dies because of plot armor he, he literally dies because of plot armor because they need the antagonist at that time to survive literally one of the most op people in black clover at that time gets killed so easily because they need the antagonist to survive and like, I get you trying to make 
make the story progress nicely but i mean they i, I feel like sometimes there are fight scenes that you would feel like hey i don't think uh, uh a specific character should die this way you know or, or maybe I'm just too attached to some of these characters. Like, for example, I mean, Itachi, the way he died, I just felt like, I mean, really, dude? Jiraiya, the way he died, felt like, come on, bruh. You know? But it, it touched me in, in, in that type of way. And, um, yeah, it just, it just it's, it's really disappointing, you know? I just hope there will be a day where, you know, main character in an anime just dies like mid mid anime like maybe near the end of the anime and then it's his friends that actually have to you know save the world or something or you know what on twitter and instagram guys if you can tell me an anime where the main character dies does not come back to life but dies before the anime ends and not just before i mean before like maybe three or four episodes before the anime actually ends i want to see that i want to see how the story ends from there that would be great because i've never seen one i mean i can't even say goku because goku goku has in in dragon ball he has the like the best plot armor ever i think any dragon ball character in the anime has huge plot armor and the only reason why an uh, uh, anime character in uh dragon ball won't come back is because they're gonna be too op but most of the characters in dragon ball plot armor because even if they die they don't they don't die Goku has died so many times. And okay, I'm exaggerating. Goku hasn't died so many times, but he's died twice. He's died twice. He died by um, sacrificing himself and Reddits, and then he died um, by teleporting Cell, and yeah, Cell basically blowing him up. Okay, that's not plenty of times. That's about twice. But still, the fact that he died and came back to life twice ridiculous that's just plot armor to a high like to the highest of highest degree and he's not the only person that has come back to life from death you know and on that on that with plot armor and dragon ball like the new dragon ball super there are reasons why and i've i've heard like a lot of people were asking why in um the the tournament arc why did they bring freezer back instead of cell people understand that they would have been so upset about how the episode would have ended because cell by far is one of the most powerful villains in dragon ball he is like the guy literally has cells of a Saiyan. Freezer cells and Piccolo cells and knows almost every single technique of the Z fighters, right? Cool. Perfect cell is not really 
it's 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 his perfect form by the design of Dr. Juro, but it does not necessarily mean he cannot absorb more. Number, number two. Number three, because he has a blood of a Saiyan and the regenerative abilities of um, Piccolo, literally has no weakness until unless you kill every cell, no pun intended, in his body, right? Number four, he can reach he can reach feats higher than Goku and Frieza way easier than they did. Cell could potentially go Golden Cell, right? Or he can go um, Cell Blue. He he can tap into God Mode. He can do that. He has the capabilities to do, to to do that, and he could do it quicker than Goku and um, Frieza. Because if people remember, when Cell blew, blew himself up for the first time and regenerated, he already knew instant transmission. After. Literally, he saw it once by Goku. And that was literally by Goku touching his stomach. Instant transmission. Cool. And then he's like, oh, damn. Okay, cool. Let me just regenerate. Go back onto Earth with instant transmission. And he was literally more powerful than he was before. So... Saul did not go to the tournament because he was going to be an absolute like problem. He was literally going to dominate everybody. Literally. And there was going to be nothing holding him back. So yeah, that's what I got to say about that. And yes, obviously you can't kill people in the tournament of power, but Saul would have the ultimate advantage. That's how heavy plot armor is in Dragon Ball really is like characters that were op you'll never see them again never but yeah um as you all know when it comes to anime i am passionate and i go on a rant but as i said before it would be really nice to see um an anime where the main character or the antagonist just just dies like really quickly or something happens to them really really quickly within the anime or just before the anime ends i'd really like to see how that goes you know it it would be really cool to see that and yeah that's it for this week of all things in mother's basement um guys to to my lovely listeners uh thank you for thank you so much for listening in every saturday every day if you do um it really means a lot to us the zombie tribe to myself crabs having a platform where i can just speak about the things that i'm passionate about the most and um it, it gives me great pleasure to um express that to you guys and um i'm gonna be here every week every weekend every saturday giving you a piece of my anime and gaming mind where i can and um yeah guys as i said before please listen to our other podcasts you know we got um the zombie tribe is an amazing tribe um we are full of intelligent awesome vibrant people in the zombie in the zombie tribe um go have a listen to them and yeah from us the zombie tribe from your boy crabs thanks for listening peace